morning and welcome to Duality. I'm your host, Akasha, and I'm here with Maestro Kaiso. What up, what up, what up? Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's been a minute. Happy to see you here again. Likewise, well, likewise. different different way, different space, right. but hub. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, today we're going to be talking about cycles, breaking cycles, transformation, transitions, things of that sort, and whatever else comes up that needs to be spoken on today. So, yeah, so, you know, I know I, like, called you. I'm like, hey, I know it's been a minute. You're trying to come on this podcast. <laughs> What's been going on in your life recently? <laughs> and, Word. And, like, it's interesting because, like, normally I'm I'm in the cut. I'm very, like, to myself. I just um try to, I don't know, stay in my lane and um just happen, you know, I guess my lane is – becoming a like my lane is becoming a space where be, just because I'm in it doesn't mean that like other people aren't allowed in in a mm -hmm. sense so I've been trying to be less stingy with my energy and like less stingy with myself and like sharing and um stepping out like as a musician as a person and, like as a human and like, somebody who's you know like, doing the work and healing and breaking cycles and things like that so here we are <laughs> <laughs> yeah when I um like first meeting you in in our in our first different um in events and stuff like that i was just like blown away with your ability with your violin you know with your musical instrument and something that i thought was super dope about not only the songs that you were playing that weren't traditionally like i've ever heard on violin but and like you also creating your own but, like, the fact that you are so happy when you play, like, you are just cheesing, like, just going in, like, smiling, like, enjoying that so much. And I think that that's so important that we all find something. I'm like, yo, I, I want to find something that makes me as happy as when you play your violin. You know, mm. it was just, like, such a moment where I was just, like, so, you know, when you look at people and you observe people and their elements, right, and in in especially at events where you're in front of people, right? Where you see the different versions of ourself come out. You know, when we first step on, we might be a little bit shy or awkward or, you know, some people are just like on instantly and they don't even have that that moment of like, all right, let's get started. They're like started. They've been started all day. Right. You know, and there's everybody in between. And it's just awesome to observe people and see their craft and how they carry it. And that was something something that stood out to me very much so when I first met you, when I first seen you. I was like, this is so dope. This human is, like, great. Like, I feel like you're such a great person. Just, like, energetically <laughs> just witnessing you in that moment. I was like, this, oh, you're, like, in your own zone. Like, whether we were here or not, you would be having the same experience. Mm -hmm. And that was so genuine and pure within itself. Um, I just wanted to acknowledge that. Oh, no, thank you for that. I yeah, really appreciate yeah. that. And, like, just my opportunities, like, yo, shout-outs to Jatik. That's shout the homie Jack. that introduced me to just the hub. And, like, my first time out here, I just felt mad. Like, I felt very warmly received. Like, that's the best way I can describe it. It was, like, my first time on Staten Island, I was, like, like looking around, like, Mr. Krabs meme. But, like, once I started <laughs> playing, and I just, I just felt the energy, like, from when I was introduced to to actually just walking through the door it just it was just like like this is warm and i was i'm very space conscious so like i can really feel like when i'm filling out a space if like the vibe is like being reciprocated and there's mm -hmm. like an energy exchange like 
like big water sign energy but i just feel like i'm very receptive to like just the flow yeah so that was something that i like i always want to come back like like i know like everything's been weird since this whole thing started but like if there's ever anything close to normal, whenever y'all ready and y'all got events out here, like just like hit me up, like I will pull up. There's a bunch of stuff coming up too. I know, like especially because it's getting warm outside. There's a lot of outside events, Ooh. so like you would definitely be getting invites from me and the people around me for sure. Yes, it's like um you know that <clears throat> excuse me um reading a room and when you're going up in front of people, that's like a huge thing. It's like, you know, you like you feel the energy. I feel like everyone has the ability to, but it's whether you trust what you're feeling or not, right? Mm. So when you're up there and like you believe it, you know it, like it very much so is um, influential on your approach to your craft or whatever you're about to say mm. or do. And um, I feel like big water sign energy, like for me, if it's like, you know, uh, if, if, if I'm about to go do something calm, like a meditation or something, and, and say the energy is really high, like shout out to Alvin Dan, he had asked me to open up his music event. He had this whole music event with meditation. So we were at a bar, and we were like, we like Amendment 18, and, uh, and I was the first person to go up there and to sit on the stage and to set the space, you know, and it was very mm. like hype energy. So yeah. I had to like adapt, okay this is hype energy, meet them here and then take them down. And cause if you don't adapt to those things, you know, um, then it's like you're coming in and no one's hearing you because if you say you're on this frequency and someone's on this frequency or vice versa and, um, something's high energy and you come in with super low energy, it's not going to resonate, you know, it's going to mm -hmm. skip. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, so I think that that's really important, too, what you mentioned with that. Like, that's for any performer, anybody who goes and entertains in any way, shape, or form, um, to read the room and not be intimidated by the the difference. You know, sometimes you go in and it's like, boom, like you said, warm. Everyone's ready for this. Other times people aren't ready. You know, you might be in between an act or, like, everyone's talking, you know, and it's like, mm -hmm. okay, well, how do I, how do I, like, set that space where it's like, okay, um, you know, how do I get everybody to go back into themselves to be able to receive what I'm about to offer without it being like, hey, you know, right. like <laughs> abrasive. Like, you know, if I'm about to do a, a meditation, I'm not going to start clapping my hands and be like, yo, everyone listen. You know, it's like, it's more like um, commanding the energy rather than demanding the energy. When hmm. we're in that demanding energy space it's like we're afraid we're not going to get it and when we're in the commanding energy we know we are deserving to receive it and we just need to call upon it that's a powerful distinction commanding versus demanding like that is that's a powerful distinction and just in just in like that same vein low-key i feel like like a waterbender sometimes mm. where like just like the energy is already flowing and then literally just got to hit the, just hit guide the it. Just and guide just it. like a gentle <laughs> nudge, like, and just kind of move it to where it like, it's like, we're all like, I feel like energy sort of like, okay, so boom. So like we're energetic beings, right? Like off the rip, we feel energy and it's like, it goes and it flows kind of like there's an energy current. It needs to go to a conduit. Mm -hmm. So I often feel like, there's energy like it goes where it needs to go like sometimes it doesn't reach people because they're not open to it also that's a thing where like that's a cycle that i needed to work on like not making myself responsible for that mm -hmm. so like some people are right for the energy that they need so like some people like say for example today 
on my way here, I was on the train, and I just, like, looked, just glanced up around the train, and I was just like, yo, this energy is mad weird. So I just took on my violin and started playing. I wasn't, like, going for any tips or nothing like that. I was just like, I thought today was Monday. Don't mind me. And I was just like, I was over here thinking, like, everybody miserable because it's Monday. But it's just like, that was just that, <laughs> that early morning rush energy. So mm. I was like, let me see if I can break the monotony, add some music. And some lady comes to me. She's like, yo, I'm just always anxious in the morning, and thank you for that. She just happened to get on the train and stand, like, right in front of me. So she was, like, ready for that energy. And, like, mm. I feel like the universe was, like, moving her to that spot on the train. And, like, again, it was just, like, I just wanted to share that. Like, I was trying not to be stingy. I knew I was coming here, but I knew I wanted to play. And I knew that what I do is something that gives or creates a lot of peace and a lot of just comfort and just healing and all that good stuff. So I'm like, yo, let me play some music, like, right now. You know, like music is a universal language. Like, you know, even the fact that you did that, you know, and you felt tuned into like, okay, I'm gonna shift something and someone's like, Oh, thank God someone right. shifted something. <laughs> like I've been praying for something to be shifted and then you were over there the conduit. Like right. you you caught the vibe and, and transmuted it. And mm. that's what a big part of breaking cycles is, is you know, like mm catching the energy and then changing it for like uh transmuting it alchemizing it into something better you know uh, or into something maybe not better it could be used in another word of like um more useful for more people and um and less detrimental towards anyone around them so it's like you know we have these different cycles and these different things that we all get into and that we all have and then we have ancestral cycles and we have uh, you know, if you believe in past lives and there's those aspects, mm -hmm. there's so many different aspects depending on the avenue. But if you're just talking about right now, three dimensional, this world, this lifetime, we all have cycles. It's just part of the world, you know, mm -hmm. and some cycles are good and That's other true. cycles, you know, uh, could be Not could so be good. a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, well, what are those um, cycles based in? I feel like is important mm -hmm. to give a look at like. Okay, mm. when did this cycle first arise? Did it come from a coping mechanism? Or did it come from a sense of joy that I was happy to start something? You know, and when you trace mm. back to the origin of the cycle, you can really see if it's worth keeping or not. Even if you are like, oh, okay, I'm feeling iffy about this. Because even in good cycles sometimes we're like, oh, okay, I feel like I need to change something. But it's still working. And maybe you're being invited to look at other aspects and change that, you know. Yeah, that is real and like it's definitely okay so um my journey into music it wasn't it wasn't necessarily like i didn't just jump up and say i wanted to be a violinist like that was like i started playing when i was 14 so like my first introduction to music was through piano and then that was, like, reinforced by, like, being in the church. So, like, I grew up in church. Um, I don't go to church anymore for a different conversation for another day, maybe. But there was a, a very large sense of, like, this music makes people happy. It brings people joy. And it also, I felt loved. So that created a cycle of, like, people-pleasing and stuff. So, like, that connection of just, like, you know, when I'm musical, I receive love. Mm -hmm. So then it's just, like, what happens when I don't feel like playing music? Then it's, then I started to notice how I, would, how I was treated. So that's why I feel like 
like certain things like doing like podcasting and like stepping away from the instrument allows for me to present the the human aspects of me like what I think what I feel what I enjoy because for a good while like I, I just kind of felt like I was a walking source of entertainment for others so it was like I really had to step back. I had to start playing music that I liked and like figuring out what it was that brought me joy because I feel like if I'm out here playing stuff for everybody else, it's like what am I getting out of it? Not to be selfish, but like you know, balance. It's like, yeah, it's definitely yeah. that balance. Like and I sound better when I'm playing what I like. That's mm-hmm. something that I also notice. Like I feel better when I'm playing the music I like and it resonates way better. Like, like the whole tone is different. My breathing is different. Like everything is like when I'm in flow, like everything sounds better. So it's like getting to the source, coming back to like the beginning of the cycle is like I had to do like a lot of meditation. And this is like in the last like month and a half. I've been just like getting like I'm thankful for this pandemic because like some of the stuff I've been thinking about, I would have never had the time to sit down and process it. Mm. So I'm like, heck yeah, I got a time. I feel like this pandemic sunned us all. It was like, sit sit with that. (laughs) Sit with that. Oh, you've been running from it. That's so funny. You can sit with it now. For a lot of hours. You're not allowed out. Okay. So all of us. <laughs> <laughs> I just like had an image of my cat. Just like what he does to my little kitten. Where he'll put his paw just right on his head. He's like, just, just stop. <laughs> just cut it. Just think about what you did. You just scratched my eye. Just think about it. I'm not going to do nothing else. Just sit with it. That is the perfect <laughs> oh man oh man in that way (laughs) (laughs) in that way i feel like i completely agree with you like i remember when the pandemic first happened and it was like you know mass hysteria in a big way and like um besides the fact that it was like a lot of people a lot of different theories a lot of different concepts and Mm -hmm. um the fear narrative being pushed in all of them and then it's like okay so what do you believe in and what and what is going to ground you in these times of turbulence? Because this isn't going to be the only time of turbulence in your life. This just so happens to be a global one, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's why we can't disassociate out of it because everyone's in it. But the reality is, it's a wake up call because everyone already is in their own. Everybody already was in their own experience of the trauma and cycles and different. Um, repetitive natures and maybe uh kind of bypassing things that needed to be looked at mm-hmm. and or distract distraction period like distracting 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 mm-hmm. so what this like what a global you know um pandemic i feel did to everybody was like remove the distraction and focused in on one particular thing that made us have to really like hone in on okay so what is it that we believe in what are we going to do um, for ourselves, for our family, because this was something it was like, you know, you you can't, it, it was like, you can't trust anybody. You can't trust the person you're living with. You can't trust your family because you don't know where they're going or what it is. Right. It was very, like, uh, sprinkled in our mind in, like, uh, of, like, f- the fierce and purest form where it's like we could be in a house full of people, room full of people, and and we're afraid of it. We're afraid of everyone around us. So how can we help ourselves internally? Mm. And... That has been um, medicine in itself for many people mm. that have, you know, a lot of different things have come up um, for a lot, a, a lot of aspects. And, like, not to have any kind of insensitivity to those who have suffered losses and um, 
whether, you know, life losses and or house losses, business losses, you know, so much compassion, and understanding to that. And I could also relate and understand, you know, people in my family. And I also had gotten sick at the end of the year last year. So I it's not that I don't understand. It's not that I'm bypassing this thing. And I'm like, oh, everything was good. No, shit was fucked up. Like it was like, oh, my goodness, like wild, you know, so I'm not trying to like go over and be like, oh, everything was good. But for everything that can be, you know, horrible mm -hmm. and can there can also be another aspect where you can look at and see what you can learn from this and what you can grow from this. Even the most traumatic situations, you can grow from it. It doesn't necessarily have to be labeled as, oh, this is why I took good from it. You can claim it that if that's what you wish at the time that you're ready to integrate that part. But mm -hmm. nobody has to tell you that, oh, things are good. Everything happens for a reason when you're over here struggling. All you, know, all you need to know is if you are struggling, if you have struggled, especially during out this pandemic and any point in your life, you know, you could apply the rule of I, what can I learn from this rather than why is it happening to me is like in a bad way, like, okay, why is this happening to me in general, just neutral, you know, yeah, and yeah, yeah. be able to look at it unbiasedly as if you were like a, a looking at something under a microscope and start studying it in third person. So that right. you can be emotionally, um, not detached, but emotionally objective. So you can really like not be in immersed in your emotions as they come up, but kind of like be like, oh, anger, what are you doing here? Who invited you? Hi, sadness. What's going on? Who invoked you? Happiness, even <laughs> happiness. Like, cause that's the thing. Like sometimes I'll be like, like that, a cycle that I've noticed within myself is like, something will happen that will be like not so great right and i'll like learn and i'll get in this like exactly what we're talking about the cyclical thinking of like okay what do i need to learn from this experience and then after that it'll start getting like manically happy now everything's in alignment mm. and everything's going really well so i went from here to up here and it's not sustainable because the thing about life and the thing mm. about even in our literal dna is it's like this right it goes up and down there's an ebb and a flow now, rather than to be like, okay, this is good, this is good, it's not to say like it's like prep for the bad. No, it's like learn how to be graceful within the transition. So when it's going up, to accept it, but to not be like, oh, my eggs are in this basket. I'm rooting on this. I'm going to tell everybody about it, and this is what it's going to be. Just take it as it is. Okay, I feel good about it, but right. the mass, like, um, the abundance of happiness, and it's not to say to deprive yourself of happiness. I just know, and I'm speaking for myself and my experience, is like in those uh, cycles that I've noticed, it's like I'll, I'll, I'll get too reckless with my happiness that then I get like slapped down, lightning strike, crash and burn, and I'm like recouping for months, like, oh my God. And now I'm like in shadow work pit of like, this is why I do everything and asking myself why and going back and, in those places, I have to, you know, especially for those who really are big on self-reflecting, like, I cannot stress enough. If anybody who knows me and, and experienced, like, I had any conversation with me knows that, like, I'm a big advocate, huge advocate for shadow work. I was almost too much of a shadow work advocate that I was not giving myself light work. I was giving other people light work, but not myself. So I'm like, all right, this is everything that's wrong with you and forgetting to tell myself what's good about me. So that could look like manic depression. That could look mm. like you don't want to get up. You don't want to do things for yourself because you're so aware of all the bad cycles and mm. feeling hopeless, like I don't even know what to do about it. I, this is right. too much. And then 
So I highly, highly want to recommend and remind anybody who's listening to this, who will listen to this in the future, who's listening now is like, take that time to speak greatness into yourself, especially at those moments when you're identifying why you are the way you are and give that forgiveness to yourself and whoever else is involved for you and learn to grow from that cycle rather than getting swallowed up by it. Cause we can look at a cycle and be like, Oh, I want to change this. And they get swallowed up with how it even got existed, how it even existed Ooh. and not change it. Actually do it more. Right. Wow. Huh. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I mean, huh. Wait, okay. So, like, I feel like I'm resonating with, okay, so I'm just going to, I'm going to vibe with the latter end of what you said. Mm-hmm. In the sense of, like, getting so caught up in, like, the negative cycles and forgetting to give, like, to remind, to remind self, like, hey, here's what's great about self like like you know me to myself i'd be like hey dev what's going on with you and then what's going on with you what's these feelings so like i realized that okay so in music right we have 12 tones right all of music comes together through these 12 tones all of it just in different ranges and different octaves and stuff so i like to believe that like those 12 tones are like a metaphor i'm not saying we only have 12 emotions but i'd imagine that like if we had 12 emotions or just 12 energies or whatever, these are the things that we're using. Like this is any combination of these things that we're using to formulate our senses, our realities and things like that. So I've just been coming to a space where I've been understanding that I'm comprised of emotions and energies that come out at different times to tell me different things. Like, so my, I'd say my, in, in regards to emotions and, like, the ebb and flow of them flowing between them, I'd say, I guess, my toxic thing. You ever be, like, in a really good mood and then you just sit, like, let's say you happy, here's here's happy dev. I'm just like, yeah. And then you just get a thought and then you just. Mm-hmm. And, you, mm-hmm. and it could be something similar as, something as, as, as simple as, yo, my day is going a little bit too good right now. Mm-hmm. Like, you be sitting mm-hmm. there like, yo, like. You waiting for the next shoe to drop. Or, waiting for the train I'm wanting to break down mm-hmm. or like something like something mm-hmm. cra- it's almost like and then it's crazy because the mind don't know the difference the like it's like once we start putting those thoughts into the universe the universe is just like oh that's what you wanted I got you bro and like instantaneous it's so funny how like the negative ones manifest so much faster so much faster so like I've just been trying to like get a better grip on again like the flow between the emotions and like I crash really hard like I'd be really up. And then um, something will happen. And, like, I really do feel like I'd be putting, like, I make hella plans when I'm in a good mood. I'd be ready to, I'd be ready to book gigs when I'm in a good mood. Mm-hmm. I'd be ready to give out discounts. Like, oh, you can't afford my regular rate? I got you. Today is going great. And then when the day shows up, I'm just like, yo, nobody values my time. Mm-hmm. I'm this, I'm that. And I'm, I'm just like, yo, like. But getting, like, happiness can can be reckless, too, just like the rest of the emotions. And I try not to let my highs be too high and let my lows be too low and just being, like, in a nice flow in between. And, like, it just happens, just so happens that music is definitely helping me to, like, be attuned to those transitions. Because I can, when I'm playing, I feel like I have a better sense of what I'm, what's happening internally. It's kind of like, it's sort of like I'm, I'm plugging my um, my feelings into an amp. And just kind of like letting those Jones reverberate. 
So it kind of feels that way. And I can kind of like feel when different things are happening, like spiritually, like I can, like I feel chills like going up here, like when I'm playing some fire stuff. And then like, if I'm over here, like I'm really in like an emotional state, I can kind of feel my heart chakra doing different things. Mm -hmm. Or like if there's something I need to say in between songs, I would feel like I need to cough. But I know it's not that I have to cough. I just know that my throat chakra is like, yo, there's some power in here. We need to cleanse that. It's, it's dangerous coughing out here yeah. nowadays. Is <laughs> that you cough and you sneeze, the whole inside room look you dead in your soul. Like, <laughs> what you doing with that cough? You right. know, where is it? Is where, there more? Where, where, is there, is it, <laughs> should we be expecting yeah. more? Just let us know. You know, <laughs> it's like it's just my throat chakra. It's just I'm just I need to say something. <laughs> so I have a question. Yeah. So like in in like going through your because you say you've been playing bass, right? Mm -hmm. What has it been like for you in your exploration? Because you're like super spiritual. I can feel it. Like it, it's, it's, it's magic. That's why I'm over here like, mm. right? Yes. So like as you're playing your bass, like what's like what's happening for you? So what you were saying was resonating with me. Like it's it's gives me a direction in, um, like you said, like plugging in, plugging my emotions into an amp. Like when you said that, I was just like, <laughs> you know it's it's very much so especially because it's new so i'm not instantly good at it right but at first mm. i was right? oh. so, so when i first played i got i got a a, a fretless um a fretless um electric bass and right. i love her her name is dusty she's amazing and What's her name? Dusty. Because hey. <laughs> she was a used one at oh. a guitar center. She was mad dusty. And I just kept calling her Dusty. I'm like, I'm sorry, even though I'm cleaning you, like you're still dusty. That's just your name now. And I'm playing with my partner who's a musician and my friend Justin, who had came on here. And um he's an incredible guitarist. So like we're just like chilling in my house, making music, and um you know, they're jamming, like, jam session, and I've never been a part of a jam session in that way. If I ever did, it would be maybe a little freestyle, and that's, like, right. very rare for me to freestyle in front of people. Mm -hmm. But um, it has happened. Or if I'm, like, you know, just, like, makes a hook or whatever. Like, now, this is the first time, like, with an instrument that's not indigenous. Like, I've done it with oh. indigenous instruments, like, drums and different things that I have and indigenous circles and saying right. but it's it's a different energy still music but different energy true, so true. now i'm like over here holding my bass and they're having their jam session well we are and but i hadn't entered it yet and then i was just like okay and i don't know anything like i like like uh, logically i guess um i don't know notes i don't know anything so i'm just like i just have this humongous bass and i'm just <laughs> sitting with it and i'm just like okay all right and i'm feeling the anxiety inside i'm like okay and i just start i keep my eyes closed and i just start going like and i just start playing and um like justin and austin look at me and they're like what? Like, how are you carrying this baseline right now? Like, you're carrying this baseline throughout this entire thing. They were like giving me so much confidence. So, like, now I'm gassed and I'm playing. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, I'm such a great bass player. This is crazy. And it was like the high high, but it was good. It was mm. good. It was what I needed um, to start the venture because I believe if I didn't have that like confidence boost that it would have been a little bit harder for me to start. Like, mm. just like most people, when you start something, you're not instantly good at it, like most things. 
it's a lot it's very discouraging you're like i'm so great at other things like i'm a newborn baby with this and you know then your brain will start getting to well i should have started this earlier well i'm i'm this age why can't i play bass like what like what why are these thoughts even existing Mm -hmm. you know and like the committee in your head starts coming at you the committee (laughs) so it's like i had to when when that happened like okay i had that great that great time and it was just like awesome now after that a shout out to Julia, my bass teacher. I had went to, I went to one or two, one or two lessons. I need to go back to her. I said to her, I'm like, I'm not coming back until I get this down because it's pointless. Like, I right. need to do my part. I need practice. So I have, I've done the the beat at baseline, oh. and like I was like, oh, because I want to do a baseline right. that I liked. Yeah, that's a fire baseline. That's For the first baseline I'm learning, I I I think I got a little adventurous, <laughs> like, because especially the stretch when you go back up, um, and then mm. I was like, okay, let me get an acoustic. Uh, I wanted to get an acoustic mini bass so I could just have it with me everywhere. Because the thing was, I was getting frustrated that I couldn't play the bass all the time right. unless I was home because you right. huge bass amp things like that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, let me see if there's like one online. I'm like looking, found one for a decent price. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna invest in this. And I just take my bass with me everywhere. And um, and I was practicing, practice. And then one day it just, like, started to, like, really click more. As I've been playing throughout that time, it was like I feel like I got worse. And then I got better. Like, right mm. before I actually got the bass line, I got worse. And mm. I, like, couldn't go back and forth. And, like, I don't smoke often, but I had smoked one evening. And I literally, it's like my hands were too disconnected from my body. Like, I'm trying to do it, and I'm just not even hit. I wasn't even hitting the right strings. Like, my, I'm pulling the string, and it's like the the G string. And I'm trying to hit the, the E string. I'm like, yo, like, what is happening right now? This is the whole other side. There is four strings. So it's like, what are you doing? You know, and uh, but I got to sit with myself in those processes and, like, be like, how, who am I when I'm not good at something? You know, who am I when I'm not good at something? Like, is do I make it everyone's problem? Or do I sit with myself and give myself patience? Who am I, you know, when I plug my emotions into this amp, what is amplifying back at me? What is yelling at me the most? And it was like, for me, like the not good enough, the not, the not good enough, the not worthy wound. Like, then I call it the not enough monster. You know, you're just macking, and then all of a sudden this big not enough monster come, pulls up in your mind. It's like, actually nah <laughs> like actually like oh you thought you looked good today nah let's find every imperfection everything that you could possibly find wrong <laughs> with the situation and outfit and look and vibe and hinder you from from escalating to the next space and what i've learned and sat with with that has been like it's even the not enough monster is is trying to protect me, although it has outdated beliefs. That part. And it's like, that part. it's and that's been like one of the biggest integrations with trying to break any cycle is like, no matter how much like chaos a cycle can bring to you, at one point in life, we develop this coping mechanism to protect us and to and to keep us feeling safe. And a lot of times it's like, you know, and I've been, you know, I feel like like attracts like I very much believes that. And like a lot of people that I interact with and really resonate with, I feel like we have similar energies of where we come from with our like different um, resonance. So that could be for good things and that could also be for negative necessary mm. like coping mechanisms and stuff. So 
a lot of times mm. when I have these conversations with my peers around me and like the people around me in general, um, it's like that constant thread of fear of success, fear of elevating, fear of being seen, fear of uh, being like maybe not fear of, but like not feeling worthy and these aspects mm. that can have all different reasons of why they were um, instilled in our childhood and our core belief systems. And um, something I've noticed, especially about fear of success is like any time that I start to gain a certain amount of success or like um, being seen or getting credit for certain things, although there'll be some people that support me, there's like more people that are um, more so seemingly more people that are like doubting and or throwing negative and or bad or just telling me that like, oh, you can't even be doing that or, or oh, oh, you're acting different or, or you're doing all this because you're changing. Mm -hmm. But you're glowing up, you know, and then it, when I start to shine brighter, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, is this hurting your eyes? I'll turn it lower. Like, and then the, the anxiety comes oh, in. I'm like, I'll turn it lower. I'll turn what? it lower. Did like, you feel that shaking for a second? <laughs> like, whoa. Whoa, hold on a second. <laughs> oh, man. That happens. With, like, that, that, was, that can happen with partners. That, that can real. happen with family members. Like, there's been relationships that I've been in in my life, like, that anytime I would start to, like, feel good and start getting into a flow state, all of a sudden we're arguing more. All of a sudden, there's this coming up where, oh, you think you're this or that. And it's like, what? I'm like, I'm I'm struggling to even, like, do this, period. And I don't think I'm, I have a hard enough time to think I'm worth, like, waking up and doing things. Like, how are you going to kick me when I'm trying to climb up? You know, it's so like. If you don't get your ass back down here mm -hmm. on some crap stuff. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the language. My apologies. No, you're fine. This is like this is a uh, you can. Oh, okay. Yeah, That's what I really do feel like. People just like just in a barrel, like get your mm -hmm. climbing up, thinking you about to elevate and transcend. Once, once you look them eye to eye on their journey, and you're about to take that step in forward, you see someone's real truth. You either hmm. see that light in their eyes, like. Oh my goodness, you're doing it. We've been right here for so long and you're doing it. I believe in myself enough to know I'll do it too and it doesn't matter my timing. But you're doing it, I'm happy for you. Or you see the intimidation where I've been trying to do this for so long. Why is she doing it? Why is he doing it? Why are they doing it? You know? And yeah. you see you see the core of someone's, like, where they're at. It doesn't mean that they're a bad person, but you see where they're at in that moment. Mm -hmm. And just because someone necessarily isn't a bad person doesn't mean you need to keep them around, especially if they're, like, okay. You know, you, you notice there's a common thing that said, like, when, when you share good news and then there's just that silence or that awkward, like, thick energy, pay attention to that. Hmm. That's coming from, you know, because when people are coming for you, they're, they're, just, they're just projecting how they come for themselves, you know. Hmm. Huh. I just want it to be said, and I need this um, on record, that I am glad I left my house today. All right. I just needed that to be said. I just need that to be understood. It's like, yeah, I'm very grateful. Like, very grateful. It's like, in the, in the, in the span of maybe like, okay, so I've been playing violin for like 15 years, right? I think it's like 16 this year. I don't remember. But um, in that span, I've seen a lot of reactions from, one, 
my like people that look like me and people that don't look like me. Um, I'm not gonna make this a black and white thing because it's not. It's just literally people that look like me and people that don't. And um, the reactions that I've gotten is usually like, "Yo, I'm not used to seeing people who look like you do what you do," and I'm just like, "Okay, I get it. Granted." And then there's also the perspective of so it okay so that same statement means something different from who I'm hearing it from. So usually, like me, I don't like to be the only person doing something. I feel like they're just like, "Yo, we don't normally see black men playing violin." My qu- my first question is, "Why not?" Just I just want to know why not. Why do I have to be the one holding the flag, running to the goal with it? But then after a while of just kind of being a, I don't know, a reluctant leader. I call myself a reluctant leader. Like, I'll lead, but like, uh I really feel like, that. Like, <laughs> like, like, uh So it's like one of those things now where I'm like, like stepping out and like, again, I like, like you were saying, like that fear of being seen, like it's so real. Like I've wanted to not be seen for so long that, you know, now that I'm actually stepping out and like doing things, it's like. Why wasn't I doing this this whole time? It's like, like, I needed this. Like, my soul needed this. Like, my soul actually wanted to be seen. And, like, doing this thing for, like, in my 16th year of playing violin, it's like I see the power in it. And I feel like that's just a testament to, like, it's always going to be a journey. Like, even when I'm at, like, 35 years playing the violin, I'm sure I'll have a completely different challenge. And I think I'll be revisiting those feelings of just, like, fearing of ascension, that fear of being too great, that my day is going a little bit too good. I think my sh- like some some weird is gonna happen, um, and I just feel like that's it's one of those things for me. Okay, how do I explain it? I'm using this sort of like analogy, just explaining that like I'm going through all of the things that I'm going through to reach this space where like I'm always gonna need to level up. I'm always gonna be leveling up. I'm always gonna be like revisiting these cycles and like. I heard this analogy a long time ago where, like, if you cut a tree down, don't cut the tree down, but if you cut it down and you look at all the rings, you can see where it was at in its journey. So I feel like applying that, you know, to us, we can look back and see, like, us in our various stages to how we got to where we are. Like, when we picked up certain cycles, when we started to engage in certain behaviors, like, when we felt it was making us safe, and then when we started to see, like, okay, this software is a little bit outdated. I'm going to have to uninstall it and, like, put something new in. And, like, I feel like... Defrag and clean up. Yo, defrag and clean up. Mm -hmm. And, like, my analogy these days is, like, I feel like our software or, like, our hardware is working properly when it can be upgraded. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we're broken or, like, we're malfunctioning when we're unable to evolve. Or just, like, later. Yeah. Install later. Install later. <laughs> Remind me tomorrow. Remind me. Remind- <laughs> it's like because you don't want to take that pause. You don't want to take that time <laughs> to download the new system. <laughs> oh, <No>, for real. <laughs> Yo, it's it's something very powerful about just I don't, I don't know. It, it's like I just I just graduated college in like 2019. Yeah, class of 2019. So like I got my degree and everybody was just like, "Yo, what's next?" And I'm like, "I don't know." 
But like now, even like in the midst of a of a panorama, we're like, yo, like even we're still asking what's next, and I feel like the answer still hasn't changed. So I feel like it's not so much like that, like the pandemic made everything so much more difficult. But it's just like we have the same questions, but I feel like we actually have time to answer stuff, and like make our own answers for things, and like really strengthen our core beliefs. Like I really found myself doing an exercise where I literally listed everything that I like to do. Like, just because. Like, it was like, like, who am I? Like, what is my personality trait? What are my values? I never actually thought about, like, what do I value? Like, in myself, in my friends, in my romantic partners, in, like, my, my, in my tribe. Like, I never sat down and really thought about that. Like, ain't that wild? It's so common. <laughs> that's the thing that's crazy. It's so common. I remember, um, I don't know if it, I, it, I, I mean, that's the thing I've, like, revisited, but the time that I, re I remember it, it was also like when everything shifted for us in 2020 last year. Mm -hmm. um, I was like, I, I was in this like situation entanglement and I was like, okay, what do I actually want? Cause mm -hmm. this is like, not okay. <laughs> like this right. is just not great right now. And I feel like, a lot of things and it's not coming from good places and i feel like this is like you know i'm seeking to not fill my voids and in talking about not filling my voids with this person who's also talking about not filling their voids we are filling our voids with each other at that time it was like this inversion of what we um what we wanted but what we needed to get to the place of what we wanted so mm -hmm. it was a really great stepping stool because me and this human like really understand each other mm -hmm. on a very deep level so it's like you know our uh like caveman minds are like oh well if you really 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 understand each other on that deep level then probably romantic right and that doesn't mm -hmm. always have to exist right you know and it's so once i once i was like sitting with that you know um I've always been a person like synchronicities and like oh okay this happened this and and like following the line but we can't just get so wrapped up in just following the synchronicities because things can be aligning you, but that doesn't mean that that's the one. That doesn't mean that that's this or, like, that's the end-all, be-all. Mm -hmm. But it could be leading you to an experience that you need, and you can't take shortcuts on your journey. So with, with this experience with this mm -hmm. person, early pandemic last year, and prior to that, like, I learned so much of what I really wanted. And then from that point on, like... I, also, like, friendship-wise, another situation had happened, too. A few different things. And um, it was just crazy how, like, everything just started breaking off. Like, two or th three of the longest friends that I've had in my life I no longer speak to in the beginning because of everything that was going on and just um, the version of themselves that were coming out and what I wasn't, like, mor morally uh, okay with and the different mm -hmm. things that were just... It was like, okay, the only common denominator that we have is our past, and that's no longer enough for a, of a reason for us to be friends, right? Mm -hmm. So even in that aspect, I got to look mm -hmm. at my friendships and be like, all right, well, I'm not okay with this in my friendship. I'm not okay with that. And it doesn't mean that we have to be the same people, but if you don't believe morally in the same things, like I can't endorse you, I can't support someone who is supporting things that hurt people 
when that is just not my belief system. I can right. wish you well and hope that you can find that peace within yourself to stop hurting yourself and others, but I can't allow you in, in my space and in my energy. And the same thing goes with romantic partners, you know, and that was something that, that I had to revisit. And after that, I was just like, okay, I'm not going to be with anybody for a long time. And that's what I did. I had to take that time. And then, you know, uh, things happen. And um, you manifest things. And they come to you and they're supposed to. Mm, <laughs> and, like, and here we are. It's so, it's so <laughs> crazy. It's so crazy how things will just, like, come come up like that. And then, like, how the difference in, uh, in friendships and um, family members too, like even just like your relationship dynamics with them, you know, what, mm -hmm. am, what am I okay with accepting what I'm not, which brings us to boundaries and laying down those firm boundaries, but not putting up walls, you know, mm -hmm. cause then you shut yourself out to things when you yeah. put up those walls. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's wild. Um, okay. So like, I don't want to, like, I'm, I'm trying not to make my Zodiac my personality trait, right? So, like, we Cancer, right? So we crabs. We, we got shales. We got big shales. So, like, for me, especially lately, I've realized that, like, I put the boundaries up for the purpose of keeping a safe distance between myself and the people I love. And, like, I feel like before I used to view boundaries as something as, like, I'm being rude, I'm being, like, disagreeable, uncooperative. Like, everything everything that people say, like, you know, to, like, I don't know, like, moving different, moving funny, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But now I'm really thinking about it. I'm just like, no, I really do feel like, not that I should have been doing it sooner. But I feel like this is a healthy way to operate where I'm just like, like, come, this is coming from somebody who has literally spent the better part of my life, like, using my art to make other people happy. So, like, just the, just the idea of just like, yo, I need to do something to make myself happy has been revolutionary. Mm -hmm. Like, it's some, some mind-blowing change, like, change-worthy stuff where I'm just like, these boundaries both like and and, and they, they manifest themselves differently obviously in different relationships different but they're just like literally these things like because okay so i don't know if it's like that with you but i find that because i tend to be i don't know i like to believe i'm a good listener people just tell me things and mm -hmm. like when the people like sometimes people tell me things and i'm just like and it'd be like it'd be like over coffee and you just, yep. like yep. like damn i yeah. Shit, can we go back to talking about why you chose that shirt? Mm -hmm. And then it'd be like the vibes of just like, yo, just because, like, I know I have the capacity to be a great listener, a compassionate listener, an empathetic listener, and like, I'm a very warm person. But I, I also know that people see that and they don't necessarily know that I, that I have, like, um, I guess, and I won't say an issue, but I'm working on regulating that where I'm just like, I know you want to talk. Like, you ever seen that meme with Kiki Palmer? Yes. Like, I know yes. You wanna, yeah. Like, <laughs> like I feel like. I was like just thinking about <laughs> it right before you said it. Yeah, it's like, I know, what, what is it? Uh, what is she saying? It's like, I know you want to talk to me all day or something, something like, but don't. Oh, please don't. Yeah. Please don't. Like, because like, I will listen and, like, mm -hmm. I will definitely. Dream myself to just be like, there for you, yeah. Mm -hmm. And, like, I'll be just 
You know, mm-hmm. they say you're not supposed to let your gasoline tank go before it's go below a certain amount. Yeah. Like that be me. Like I'd yeah. be over here like, no, no, no. I can get like like two more drops yep. out the tank. I get, I, can I, get, I can get two more miles in. Yeah. It's going to be fine. Like I'm going to make it. Yeah. yeah my car's on fire. So like. Yeah. Go figure. Yeah. Or you're broke down somewhere and now you're late to everything and you can't. You and don't you have time. You can't ride. Yeah. And nobody's doing that for you. Not that you should do things for other people to do it, but it's just like the reality, yeah. you know, and. I really deeply feel that it's it's something that, you know, empathetic people in general, you know, um, people, I don't really like to use the word um, empath as much because it's just very mainstream and it's I feel like so it's watered down, you know, uh, pun intended. But uh, <laughs> I, I like to say more like energetically sensitive people or emotionally sensitive people um, where it's like when that can be poor, when when people are pouring so much of themselves without that consent, you know, like if I'm going to speak to someone, I like to ask like, Hey, is it okay if I share this, you know, or like, Oh, are you in the space to have this conversation? Mm -hmm. You know, that's what boundaries can look like, you know, just like even just asking the permission. So the person could be like, Hey, you know what? I'm kind of like going through my own thing right now. Like, um, you know, if, if we can maybe talk about this, uh, on Tuesday or another time where it's like, you're giving the person the option rather than just being like, here's all of my stuff. I'm going to head out now. And now you're just like, what's mine? What's yours? Yo, I feel y- everything. What? You know, like, <laughs> I'm in despair now. You know, it's What's like, mine? What's yours? I feel everything real. now. Oh, it's a, my It's that gosh. sponge effect because it's like, and that's the thing, something that I've had to come to the terms with <laughs> that um, I was, I, I was just, um, I drove up one of my elders to another one of my elders Land this weekend, and I was talking to him. Shout out to Manuel. Love and appreciate you and, and the conversations we had in that four-and-a-half-hour ride. And your partner, I love you guys so much. Um, Respect. He was saying, we were talking about how, um, also Cancer, yeah. uh, we were talking <laughs> about this topic and how it's like, um, like the only person that's going to put the boundary is us and like how to make that you know, sometimes in the process of learning when you've allowed and allowed and allowed that to happen for so long, it can start as an extreme when you're starting to set boundaries. Now it could be like a bite, like, okay, mm. I need to go. Like, oh, okay, this. And it's like, at first it can be like a little bit, you know, abrasive and it'll transition into what it's supposed to be. But it needs to start somewhere. So if you went from not saying anything for so long and you're saying something, it might not be said the right way, you know, you own up to it, apologize, and do better the next time, but keep saying what you need to say and keep structuring. Mm -hmm. You know, people will take as much as they can take, whether they mean to or not. And the thing is, you could even be the draining person in the room, and we need to identify on those days that, okay, maybe I didn't actually ask if this person was ready to have this conversation. Maybe because Mm -hmm. I like to address my emotions as they come up, that's not the same style as somebody else. You know, because I'm I'm very much so a person like when something comes up for me because I used to let it simmer for so long, I went through this transition and still am um, coming out of a, of a cycle of it. Is once something happens um, that is undesirable or uncomfortable, I want to talk about it. Um, when you become that way, you realize how many people avoid direct conversation and clear communication. Period. So when you're like, hey, you know, when I seen you last time, the energy was funny, this time the third, that person doesn't want to talk. All of a sudden, they're busy every Thursday of the week, every time no, that you're ready to have a conversation. That's a and that's a whole fact. It's like also just understanding that, or you do have the conversation, 
and it doesn't go well, you know, um, also taking that accountability that maybe you to ask a person, hey, do you have the time? And if they keep avoiding, then you just got to let it go too, you know? It's mm. like, and then it'll come around when it's supposed to. Like right. people also have coping mechanisms that if the, you feel like they're going to confront you directly, they have a coping mechanism of maybe like um, fear of conflict, you know, uh, fear of, of, or even just discomfort or being scolded or being seen in right. their shadow self, you know, because we all have it. We all mm. have capability. And that's why, like, I, I constantly come on this podcast and I'm like, I, I, I say it all the time and I don't know, I don't care if I'm corny at this point with saying it. I eat my own myself all day. Like, when Eminem ate my own myself all day. Like, when Eminem goes to, like, Pop Doc, he's like, <laughs> I do live in a trailer <laughs> I, with my mom. I do do this. this and that. I do that all the time because it's, like, an illusion that people will have, like, oh, but... Oh, you're so spiritual, right? But people don't know what you were doing back in the day. I'm like, oh, really? You want to talk about when I was selling weed and giving crystals out with it? Like, what do you want to talk about? Because right. we can talk about it. You know mm. what I mean? Like, and it's 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 um kind of stripping that that fear base or that power that people can kind of have, and that is also developed because of the fear of your growth and or you being seen. Like, when people knew me when I was younger, it was very different. Like, I've always always my core self. But speaking in front of people, speaking on a podcast, um, you know, speaking in front of people in general and being able to not turn beat red and make eye contact and actually <laughs> say words that are like that mean something, you know, it's taking a lot of work. I didn't just come up here and be able to do that one day. And it took me putting myself in uncomfortable situations and circumstances mm -hmm. over and over again because I knew what I was doing wasn't only for me, but it was for the greater good of other people around me to feel heard and feel seen. And for the people that aren't, say, so um, great at being really social or extroverted right. to know that they can do it too. Right. It's just a matter of like things are always going to be afraid that you know right right before we went on the podcast I'm like oh I get a little nervous every yeah, time no. you know because <laughs> it's like because that's that's the truth like but I, I'm gonna still do it you right. know it's like looking fear in the face and being like I'm not gonna run away from you I'm actually gonna I want to give you a hug come here and fear's like what right, and you're like come right. here I want to hug you and, and fear's like, like oh no I'm scared <laughs> and it's like I know I, like, I see you that's <laughs> the point exactly. like <laughs> and to do it anyway is the biggest. I think Will Smith is the one who said it. The other side of fear is everything. To really, you know, I feel that. go on things and like the other side of fear. And that's, that's the only way you're going to break any cycle. Because it, there's going to be discomfort. There's going to be fear. But to not avoid it, you know, to go mm. into it and like to plant your feet firmly as you walk, knowing that you're walking with a purpose right. and like seeing what, it is that even if you don't necessarily know the end outcome, just knowing that you're supposed to do something for yourself and for others. Mm -hmm. I feel that. It is interesting. Um, I made. I recently made a. Uh, I, I maybe it's. I don't know if it's an important distinction, but I made a. I just kind of drew a line between like conflict, which I feel is um, inevitable, and drama, which is completely avoidable. So like, I feel like like if. Like in any relationship, you know, be it familial, platonic, romantic, I feel like if we agree all the time, then somebody's lying. Um, I just, I just feel like we, like, I, I, 
we can have things in common, but we can't have everything in common. We're not the same person. That's weird, mm-hmm. and I, I want it to stop. All the, like, I just it's just weird to me. <laughs> like, 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 it's just like you're like, who's people pleasing me or you both? Okay, right, right. We need to stop. I've been trying to break this cycle. Yeah, we right. can enable this, each other to do it. Like, it, and mm-hmm. it just it's just not it. Yeah. And I feel like the like the, the conflict is how we manage conflict is a, is a major thing because I I just feel like if we can disagree in a healthy way we can vibe yeah. like we don't have to like literally if your favorite character is Karapika and mine is Kalua, I feel like we can all get together and watch Hunter Hunter regardless or like if you f- like if I personally feel like Itachi is a scumbag and you don't feel like Itachi is a scumbag we should still be able to watch the series and appreciate how many times he gave Sasuke the business and said little brother relax Wait, where do you stand on that um I think <laughs> <laughs> Where, where I, do you stand on Itachi? I, hold on, hold on. <laughs> it, was the, it was the zoomed in um. You know, it was like, you're like, um. <laughs> um, where I'm at is that I feel like Itachi was a complicated character. And I feel like he was somebody who's worthy of respect, regardless of we didn't, whether we didn't agree with his methods mm-hmm. or like what he did, anything like that. He was just somebody to be respected. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like we like we could have a disagreement about that, right? Yeah. And but I feel like the unhealthiness is like you know if we're having let's say we're having the same conversation and then like uh, somebody else is listening in and it's like yo I don't like what you said and 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna go kick your violin because I felt like what you know like just off of your idea and I'm just like that's drama that's mm-hmm. completely unavoidable mm-hmm. and it, at that point that's the kind of stuff I'm trying to avoid yeah. Like, I just, like, I'm just not interested at all. Like, conflict, I can get behind conflict. Yeah. Because if, you know, we're working together. It like creates it's growth when, do, when done in, a, in when both people are in level-minded and also are able to, like, be objective to their own right. thoughts, you know, and not think that they're completely right the entire time. Right, because, like, when we're in conflict, it's not me versus you. Mm-hmm. It's you and me versus a belief mm-hmm. or a thought. It's the ideals, your ideals versus my ideals. It's not right. You know, so, like we not beefing. It's mm-hmm. like you know, it's our belief systems can either come together and vibe, or we could like I don't know. It's just which also could be broken down to a defense mechanism too, though. Mm-hmm. It's like with like this this topic mm-hmm. is ringing. It's ringing a bell for me because, um, in particular. I can get very passionate when it comes to arguing on things, mm. right? And especially with my part partner, he can attest, um, especially to this topic. <laughs> right, right, right. And it's like for me, it's not like okay, you don't believe what I believe. What makes me angry in an in an argument or uh, you know a debate or whatever you want to call it um, mm. is when I feel like you're not considering other other things. So it's Hmm. not like I don't get mad when it's like, okay, you believe this. I believe this. That's okay. And I'm completely okay with accepting that. What I get like riled up about is when I don't feel like there's space for what I'm saying or someone else is saying. Hmm. And that triggers the wound inside of me that feels like I'm not being heard or not feeling Hmm. respected. So now my inner child wants war. Now my inner child's mm. like, oh, okay, you can get the smoke. Everyone can get the smoke. I'm bugging nah. out. Like, you <laughs> no, know, that's a whole fact. So I, I, I have to like sit with that. You know, I know what you're talking about as well. Like, and I've 
And I see that often. It's like when it's just like, okay, you can't disrupt this person. They believe that the sky is green and you can tell them anything, you know, or they believe the earth is flat. You can't tell them anything, you know right. what I'm saying? And, but, and then there's like the other aspects that, and either way, like that's still coming from a coping mechanism that they probably, you know, whatever, whatever derives from, you know, right. I know for myself calling myself out is like, if I don't feel like things are being considered mm -hmm. and it's not a balanced conversation or a uh, confrontation, then that will invoke the unsettling emotions and I have to check myself. Like even like two days ago, I had to like literally remove myself and go sit in the other room and just like the steam that was coming off of me, given like I'm about to be on my moon, so I'm like PMSing and I knew from that moment because the amount of rage that was in my body, I'm like, he literally, he, he said something that was just like, no reason that needed to be said. Like, I had ordered Grubhub, like, just real short, so I know I had yeah, ordered yeah. Grubhub, and, like, it, whatever. The, it, it, the food didn't come. Like, it never delivered. Ever? And, no, never, ever. Damn. So I had to call up Grubhub and be like, hey, like, you know, I thought, right? But then we found out, like, the next day it delivered, but they just didn't call, and they, like, put in a weird spot. So, but that's besides the so point. the food was just there. Yeah, but nobody texted me, and the whole time it said, <laughs> arriving soon. Wow. You know, so like now I'm defeated. I'm hungry. I'm tired, and I'm just like, oh my god, I can't believe it. And he's like, well, you know, you shouldn't just be go picking random restaurants or like whatever it was that he said. And I was just like, like I'm hungry. I'm tired. I'm defeated. I took this L. I didn't need that, you right, know. And like okay. the next day, like we talked about it yesterday. He laughed. He's like, I'm sorry. I really shouldn't have said that. Like I just like thought out loud, you know. And I was just like. When he said that, I looked at him and I like barked on him and then I just removed myself because I felt the steam coming right. off me. And I was just like, wow, you didn't even consider that I considered that, hmm. you know, and that will invoke that for me. And I know I'm sure like plenty of other people that listen or resonate with that as well. So it's like, you know, that could um, in, in some aspect, you know, I, I do my best to uh, stay away from drama. Therefore, right. as far as like invoking things that don't need to be invoked and or um staying away from speaking poorly on people um, mm. when they're not in the presence. And in general, I don't like to speak poorly on people. And if I do have something to say, I like to directly say it to them and discuss it with them, unless under certain circumstances where I'm going to have a conversation or had a conversation with them and I'm still being respectful in the way that I'm speaking on them. Mm. So um, even the people that I don't get along with, I will always still have respect for them mm. as a human being. Right. Now, over-seeking the drama and seeking the drama could just be other means. And um, it's something that I've always liked to... It's always been, like, near me, just like any other person, but mm. not necessarily always on me and right. always something that I was like, eh, I'm okay. Like, I just want to get to the point. You know what I mean? Like, when it comes to an argument, it could be all these bells and whistles, but, like, my whole objective is to get to the point, and people's objective a lot of times will be to avoid it. So that's where, like, the drama and the extra will happen. Yeah. It's like, hey, look at this distraction while I'm pulling this from you. Right. You know, and um, that's also cyclical behavior. Everything goes back to cyclical behavior in the sense of, like, mm. well, if they've seen that happening in the household, you know, okay, their mom and dad, they're fighting, or their sister and, and brother are fighting, and one did wrong, and the other one's starting a fight and starting this huge war to avoid the fact that they were wrong, while the person who was confronting them was just like, nah, I Dead ass seen you take my book. Like, what are you talking about? It's right. like, ah, did I take your book? Or what about three years ago when you took my banana? What about that? Deflection. 
and distraction. Yeah, that is that is real. Like so often, so often. It's just like, and especially I don't know about y'all at home or wherever y'all at, but I spent a lot of time with my family. Like, and like I felt like this is time that I needed to spend with my family to understand them as humans and not just family members. Cause like, I feel like in that regard, like, for example, like I love my mother because not because she's my mother, but because like, I've seen what she's been able to do in her life, like her career and stuff like that. And like, but for a long time, I just thought of her as my mom. Like, I didn't really think of her as somebody with, like, thoughts, feelings, emotions, dreams, and, like, fears and all that stuff. She was just my mom. So, like, being able to see her as a human, as a growing human, just, like, you know, she was here before me. And, like, she was doing stuff before I got here. I was just able to, like, have a, a stronger sense of compassion. Now, I'm what I'm not saying is, like, I, I'm not saying that, like, I'm free like i don't know free of just feelings of like you know i ha like everybody has things with their parents i think that's just a thing like mom and dad but like i think it's just one of those things when we can see our parents as people mm -hmm. there's space for like more compassion and stuff and like a lot of the drama that i felt like i've experienced growing up like having you know both my parents everybody's like you know two-parent household it's vibe it's a vibe it's all good but i'm like yeah everything ain't sweet but, like, the drama is usually, it was definitely a sense of, like, not seeing my parents as, like, full people. But, like, as a kid, I didn't think that was my job. I didn't really, like, seeing my sister as a full human being. I was like, no, she's my annoying older sister. Mm -hmm. You know, like, so now that, like, I spent the time, like, a whole, like, year just, like, up under them. It's like, like, I see, like, I see them. And it's mm -hmm. like, like, I, and then coming back to the conversation about boundaries, like, I see you, but I also want to love you from over here yeah. because I, because I see you, yeah. like, yes. and it's like, and it's like, in the sense of, like, their humanity, their, again, thoughts, feelings, fears, dreams, it's like. Witnessing their cycles, too, and having and then, compassion for that. Right. And knowing how hard it is to break a cycle and having compassion. Oh, you're a human. Let me take you off this pedestal that I put you on for so many years. And realize that you are also capable of hurting other people without meaning to and also loving other people and being maybe over consuming without meaning to because of your cyclical behavior that you've adapted adopted when you were a child because that's what you felt you needed to survive. You wrote your book yet? <laughs> Soon. Okay. <laughs> no, nah, it was just it was just it was it was the the wording and then just the the little feather dot period at the end. Of, <laughs> just, like. If anybody knows a good editor, because uh, me writing and I could I could speak very well. Um, when I write, I'm very poor at grammar and um spelling. My handwriting looks like graffiti. So I would like to like waste note something and then Aww. so I'll figure that out. We can, Actually, we can talk you know, about we can talk about editors. Shout out Achan wherever you at. Shout out Achan wherever you at. Shout out. I don't know you yet. <laughs> shout out. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I think you did. You think you met her? Um, I like I always come out here with her. Alpha. Okay. Maybe by face. Yeah. I'm like I'm a very face person. Like Wait. I will. It's it's interesting. Like names. It, it could be any name in the world. I could literally love the name when I hear it. It could be my name, and I will forget it, but I'll remember your sign on your face nah, forever. No, I feel that. Nah, and sign, too. Like, I don't understand why I remember the sign, though, and the face. It gets because it's energy. It is. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Because I'm like, oh, what are they calling you? Like, and mm. like our names are what we call ourselves, 
And sometimes that energy aligns with our energy and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it could be an energy we aspire to reach and sometimes mm. it could be something that is very personal so we don't necessarily have access to that energy when it's being invoked. Huh. Names. <laughs> for real like i unpack names all the time because i i get upset like i was literally working at starbucks right. and i'm like why i'm writing people's names like i would have to ask them like four times like what, what's your name again i'm sorry okay how do you spell it okay cool boom, 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 boom. because you know everybody throws like dirt on the fact that everyone spells bad at starbucks I'm like, I'm not even going to give you the space for that because I spell bad in general. Like, just tell me what it is. <laughs> oh, okay, your name is, like, Brit. Is it with two Ts? Is it just, like, simple names? I'm always asking how to be spelled. Um, nonetheless, like, more complicated or unique names that I'm, like, funny enough, I end up spelling those ones right, like, right. off rip. It's just interesting how it works. But I unpacked names because of that. Also because my own name, my own birth right. name, and my spirit name that came to me. And um, and tuning in with those energies, you know, it's it's just... Interesting how we remember people. Like, um, there's people I've met so many times that I'm like, I love this person so much. I don't know their name. Mm -hmm. And it's usually something that they said or how I felt when I was talking to them. Mm -hmm. And it's it, like, those are the most memorable things to me. And if at any point in the conversation they said thank you for something. Yeah. Like, and I'm just like, like if I feel like people who share, who express openly gratitude, I'm just like, yeah, we can share space. Mm -hmm. like, like, it's something about it. Like, it's something about, like, permission and gratitude. I'm just yes. like, yes. yes. Like, if somebody's like, yo, can I hug you? I'm like, you asked for yeah, this? Yeah, they can say, yes. Like, come through. It's so crazy how it's like, you had to learn that, you know? Like, I, I, I came from a space of, like, you know, cyclical behavior, going back to that thread, is like, um, you know, so much love to my, my family and, you know, my mother's side of the family, my mother's side of the family in particular, um, are like super affectionate. Like, mm -hmm. and I'm the, I was the baby of the family for majority of my life. So anytime I would go to like my tia's house for Christmas Eve or whatever it was, like everybody was like throwing me around, passing me around, kissing me, hugging me. And like, I was, like, uh, like it's like so yeah. much energy, especially as an energetically sensitive person. So mm. it's like, they didn't understand that they were like harming me in a way. They thought, oh, I'm loving you, but like it was harming me in a way. And then it made me kind of, I wasn't, it made me back and forth. Like sometimes I would teeter on being overly affectionate and then under affectionate and I would mm -hmm. go back and forth. I had to learn the boundaries. Cause when I, I remember the first time I ever heard somebody ask if they can hug somebody like predominantly, I'm sure I heard it prior to that. I was like, what? You don't just hug people? Like, cause like, I'd also like, I also mm -hmm. would find social cues and, like, energetically feel if it felt right to, like, hug somebody. But I didn't personally, like, ask people all the time. Like, and if it was, it was, like, only, like, because of certain circumstance or, like, they were crying and then I would ask, you right. know? Um, mm. But then I'm, like, because, like, for me, when I cry, like, some most of the majority of the time I don't want to be touched at all, you know? So it's, like, Word. I had to, once I unpacked that trauma within myself and I gave myself permission to accept that my family members that meant to give me love actually harmed me in a way and like that I can not be mad at them for it, but accept them, have compassion for them and also have compassion for my younger self that right. had uh, an overabundance of something that, you know, people want so much, you know, some people are, don't have any affection, they want it so much, you know, but also mm, to remember to true. not compare journeys just as someone can stub hmm. your, you can stub your toe and you can be completely fine. I can stub my toe 
and it I, and it could be bothering me for a week, you know, like I could cry about it, you know, it, right. and and that might not be the same way or vice versa, you True. know. So True. it's like we can't measure our trauma by other people's traumas. We can have compassion for their journey, but it's not mm. to be compared, you know, just compassion for yourself, compassion for their journey. So within that cycle, that consent thing is so big. Like now it's like I always ask consent before I hug people. I mean, prior to COVID too. But then now it's like when people ask me if they could hug me, I very much so a lot of times say yes. Like rather yeah. if someone goes to hug me, I'll swerve them so fast now. Like especially COVID. Like I'll be like, Whoosh. like you know. Yeah, I, it's so interesting. Like, and it, hmm, hmm, hmm. All right, so hear me out. Hear me out. All right, so here's my thing these days, right? So, like, I'm, I'm like, I have my times when I'm, like, again, I read off the vibes. And then mm -hmm. other times I'm j I just, like, straight up ask. And then other times I would just, if, if it's, like, unclear and I don't feel like asking, I would just go for, like, a fist bump or, like, an elbow or, like, like. It, like one of one of these things like we could like rock paper scissor it like i mm -hmm. but like the the level that i feel i gotta be at to just like i don't know just trustingly enough just go for a hug like it, like it has like we gotta be like i don't even know what we gotta be but like staring each other in the yo, eyes like, in a long field <laughs> and like gearing up for yeah, it like, <laughs> it has to be so obvious because like mm. And especially as a man, on top, especially being a man, like, I have a borderlining, well, all fear is irrational on some level, but, like, I have, like, an irrational fear of, like, touching somebody when they don't want to be touched. Like, whatever well-intentioned, whatever, I'm just, I'd rather just not touch anybody. Yeah. And I, like, unless it's clear, like, yo, do, would you like a hug? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, and they're like, yeah, I'd love a hug. And I'm like, word? It yes! makes it, it makes it more special too because right. it's like oh you want this i want this we do this right and it's like you know you're both open to receive exactly which goes to our other conversation before is like being a conduit being mm. like having that energy right and like um guiding water right guiding energy and mm. if you have that like asking for a hug is guiding the wave and the flow of energy into the right place mm. and if you're like and if you're not then you're just kind of like splashing somebody you know, right. and it's like they were like, "Yo, I'm literally trying to dry off. Why would you splash me?" Now this person's angry, right. and right. they have right to be. You mm -hmm. know, so Every it's right like it's it's completely valid. You know, and that goes to the receptivity and and not being receptive is like like we can have the best intentions in the world. Like you see somebody, you know something. Say like mm -hmm. this person is trying to learn. Say a person's trying to learn violin, mm -hmm. right? And you're like, yo, like, you know, you, you you feel like you can help them with a specific something that they're trying to learn. Mm -hmm. And they don't want to learn from you, you know? Mm. And they don't want to learn because whatever internal things they have or maybe are projecting or, oh, like, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to learn this. I, I want to learn on my own. You know, maybe you have, like, um, uh, issues with in the past, anytime they ask for help that, it got hung over their head. So they're having this mm. internal debate. And then that could feel really personal because you're like, True. yo, like, I literally have access to this and I love you and I want to share it to make it easier for you so you can also have access to this. And it could feel like a personal attack, but it's really mm. 
not personal. It's something right. they're experiencing within themselves. Like, even if it's directly like, I don't mm. want to learn from you, it's still not personal. And huh. that is difficult to understand, but that's the yeah. open to receptivity and not open to receptivity. We need to gain not only the social cues, emotional cues, energetic cues, but even that consensual asking will save us an immense time and a lot of not having to unpack other people's emotions. That's a whole fact. And it's so interesting. Like, I recently started teaching my niece the piano because that's my first instrument. And I felt like so much of, uh, well, there's there's trauma in my music. Yeah, I'd like to believe there's been some trauma in my musical career. Like, people people are weird. Um, but I felt like moving felt towards, bad. like, showing my niece stuff. Yeah, like, I had to, like, I, like, I felt my, my emotion shifting. But, like, so, like, when showing my niece the piano, right? It was one of those things where, like, I swear we spent, like, the first three lessons trying to figure out if she wanted to actually do this. Mm -hmm. And if it was, like, because my mom wanted me to teach her, but I wanted to, like, I really wanted to be sure, like, yo, do you want to do this? Because, mm -hmm. like, I can teach her other stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, what do you want to learn? She was like, no, I like the piano, but, I mean, I want to play the drums. I was like, we could work on that. But I want to know what it is she wants to do so I'm not just, like, splashing her with information she don't mm -hmm. want. Because I'm just like, that's just going to create resentment. Absolutely. So now when well, we're probably about like maybe like three or four months in and she's a beast. Like she's like she's picking up on stuff. She's getting her ear together and like we're playing together. I'm treating her like she's a whole musician because like if we go and do music, you got to like you got to hold your rank. Mm -hmm. And like I have her playing like like if we're playing a song, she will play the chords and I would play the melody. And I'm just like like we about to build and I want to empower her as a young lady to you know be able to to hang like nobody could hold nothing over her head because she's a girl and people want to be like oh girls can't do this and i'm just like no no no, not my niece mm -hmm. like let's not get crazy now so i say all that to say that like like that's a cycle like for me coming up music was kind of like they were lucky i liked music i'm just gonna leave it there like they were lucky that this was something i actually enjoyed doing because it was kind of like yo you're gonna do music now and i was like okay but now that I'm older, I'm like, I don't want to put anybody through that. Like, yeah. just like I, I at one point I really hated going to piano lessons because I was just like they weren't they weren't. I don't I don't really feel like. Hmm. Hmm. Let me see. So hmm, how do I explain it? It wasn't from the perspective of trying to introduce joy. It was it just felt very um, mechanical and like I'm going to teach you a hard skill. So I feel like as as a young as a young a young strapping black boy with with like the light that like I see pictures of myself when I was younger and like I was twinkling like I was sparkling like there was like there was bare light in my face and I just felt like people wanted to project their own insecurities what they never like what I never got to do this when I was younger and like all of that like you know if you want you to be well rounded like all these other ideas while well intentioned. It's just like it didn't really serve me. And I had to spend a lot of time unlearning that stuff where I'm just like, in, I want to do it because it feels good and it's joyful. And joy doesn't really need a complex explanation. Like it, It's just it's very simple, actually. Something that I really want to, you know, just give you like that bring up and give you credit for in case <clears throat> or remind you rather. Mm -hmm. Um what you you stated multiple times and in the beginning of the podcast of like how you unpacked through self-reflection shadow work 
whatever term you'd like to use for that particular um, way that you've came to the conclusion of when you started music and started really um, thriving, getting into it, that it was to, you noticed it was to make other people happy. Now, the fact that you were able to unpack that and alchemize that and not abandon it because you found out the origin of like, cause not only of sure there's also more, but like you found out like the root of what made you do it so much, mm-hmm. but also what you got from doing it so much was more skill, more time in your craft and more experience. Mm-hmm. And for you to have not only unpacked that, but not abandon the self, the younger self that didn't know better. And that was doing things for other people besides you and and to integrate that and like be able to be at um, a place and a peace with that version of yourself, I think is something that should be noted so much because in this work, when you're reflecting and you're doing shadow work or whatever the case is, when you're unpacking why you do the things you do, it's really easy to be like, wow, well, I did this for other people. I shouldn't even do it at all. Why am I doing it? And then just leave it. Because it's easier, because in a sense, like, when you're unpacking that, I'm sure there were times where you picked up your violin or any instrument that you were using, and you had to ask yourself, am I playing for myself or am I playing for other people right now? And that's a trigger. So now your form that was peace because it brought you endorphins of people liking you and energy at you that was positive and uplifting that could have distracted you from maybe something that was going on within, now is no longer doing it. And you still have the courage to pick up an instrument that could be that triggering in that way. And I just want to remind you of the power that is in that and the medicine that is in that. Because that is something that if anyone, you know, who, if you if you didn't catch that in that moment, or you, I just want to give extra space to that. Because, like, when you said that, that it gave me, like, the the chills in the way of, like, just the power and the essence of that. It's it, Words can't explain the depth of that work. That's not that's not a, a one day thing. That is in every moment you're working with this instrument thing, you know. And Real. that um yeah, I just I just felt it was important to give nah, space to that. Thank so you thank for you. That. Yeah, thank you for sharing. You know, that's you know, grateful for that, grateful for you coming up here and, you know, um sharing these parts of yourself and being honest with yourself, doing the work and um you know, coming on here and sharing that with other people. It's the whole point of, you know, this podcast is to give that space for, you know, individuals to share their story um, beyond also what people may know them as, you know. That part. That's why, I like, I, when I when I invite anyone onto the show, it's not like, I don't intro. Right. I don't intro you guys because that's like a scripted thing that I just genuinely don't like to do and, Kind of, and I'm just not good at it, you know? Like, <laughs> if I had a script in front of me, I'm like, hey, listen, this is this, and this is what they do, and da-da-da-da-da. Like, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna do something awkward. It's gonna make it weird. I'm just gonna, right. like, I'll spill something on me. Like, it's just gonna, <laughs> something's gonna happen where it's just not gonna be organic. So right. <laughs> I like to just, you know, have the phone call prior and then coming here and, you know, that space in between. And then just, I trust you, you trust you know, maybe you trust me to come on here. I'm not going to say that, but you know, and the, and just the 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 trust in the space, just trust in the process to come onto here creates the uh, the energy of what the podcast is needed, and um, it's something that 
not only can help others, but you know, you can listen back to and be like, wow, I really love that version of myself that did that. Or, ooh, that made me cringe, but I understand <laughs> why I did that. And you know, it's like, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. So thank you for, you know, sharing yourself and, um, and coming up on here. Word. Oh man. I'm hella grateful. Um, I often have these moments and like I did, you know, take a moment to say, I'm glad I left my house. Cause like, it's it's been a wild ride and i i really do feel like on some level just by doing this work i'm realizing that i wasn't meant to be average um i'd like to just i feel like not processing our like i don't don't get me wrong i don't think there's anything wrong with average i I just think the average is what it is it's average um i do feel like doing the work um like i've like done therapy for like years i've worked with you know multiple therapists and i've done healing in different forms and things like that so i was just like yo i had a lot of moments of like this isn't working and i want to do something about it and i feel like that's the kind of stuff that makes me not average and i feel like stepping into that and like really receiving light and like letting it supercharge my being so i can like be an example on some level for others like i'm I don't know if I was ready before, but like I'm ready, more ready now. <laughs> I'm more ready. <laughs> I'm more ready. Like I was like, oh, it's like a crazy now. Like, <laughs> You're like okay, ground, ground, ground. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I mean that's that's beautiful, and you know, I um, I I wish you the best in all of your all the oh, journey. Man. Then what you choose, you know, it's. It's all just, it's so, I, I, I love hearing people's stories and their experiences and how they go about um, the dips and turns and the cycles and breaking the patterns mm-hmm. and learning. And it's like, we all have the capacity to do so. And it's just like, mainly, you know, if I was going to say keywords about breaking cycles, I would say discipline, compassion, mm-hmm. um, awareness. Yes. Um consistency yeah consistency perseverance yes for sure for sure and it's like because we all have the capacity to do it you know and if you're aware of these cycles it's because you're supposed to break them you know a lot of Mm -hmm. us are breaking not only our own traumas but the ancestral traumas that are we may not ever even find out fully in this lifetime to the capacity you know of where the origin is but you know you look at your parents you look at the people who raised you um, you get your your siblings, and you can see the cycles over and over again. What is the common mm-hmm. denominator? Good and bad, good and bad. And you know to be mindful and pay attention to these things. And uh, you know to have that courage to stand up and be like, Nah, you know I'm going to change this. You know, like oh, okay, you know what? I'm not going to do this nine to five. I'm going to you know become an entrepreneur, and or like I'm going to you know open up a business and whatever it is that's going to break that cycle. Um, you're worthy, you're, you're capable, you know, and um, and so are they. You know, they might just not have the capacity to or access to that mindset. And, you know, it's a privilege to have access to this mindset where, you know, a lot of our ancestors didn't have the capacity to do that because they had solely, like, focus on surviving and, Literally. like, what they were going to eat, what they were going to hunt, and, like, how they were going to stay warm, you know, and to live in a world that we have so many things so accessible to us, Um you know, giving it, giving that awareness, but also having the compassion for those days that you just want to stay in bed because it is a lot. And take that time and take that day and stay in bed and give yourself that time and 
Please. you know, give, if you don't take that time to to take off work for a few days or do whatever, then, you know, if you don't make time for what is this saying, if you don't make time for your health, you, you'll, you have, you're making time for, time will be made for your illness. Yeah. 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 There we go. There we go. Yeah. Uh, Cause I, I I know where you were going. I just yeah. didn't know the wording for it. But I was having so a hard true. time. It was yeah. coming, it was like it was processing. I was like four different quotes, like yeah. Doctor CB, and four other people were coming into my mind. I was seeing like memes and stuff. I'm like, I right, get it out. It's on its way. It's like cooking, ding ding. Okay, we're ready. Okay, but for real, like it's like we don't want the common. Not so many. If I think almost everyone cycle in this lifetime, like oh, I don't have time for myself. I gotta do oh, this. Yeah. Oh, I don't have time for this. Oh yeah. You got to make time for yourself. Like every time someone says that to me, I intensely look at them in their soul and I'm like, you have to make time for yeah, yourself. Yeah, you have to. It's like we're literally of no use to anybody if we're not taking care of ourselves. We gotta pour into our cup. You know, we have to pour into our cup. You, if you're empty, if your cup is empty, you're not doing nothing for anyone else. You're not hydrating anyone else. You know, if you, if you if you realize like, oh, okay, not only can I refill my cup. But I can, you know, go find a spring and tap into that spring and have a flow and show other people the spring where they can fill up their own cup. So now I have this space where I'm getting filled and other people can get filled. But I don't have to just be getting filling up my bucket, going over, emptying it, going back and trekking to go again. Because who is doing anything for you in that time for your space for when you emptied out your bucket to your walk back? Right. Now you're dehydrated and you're reflecting on how much you give to everyone else and you're mad, you know? So it's like, please, please take the time to give to yourself, you know? And, you know, they say teach, teach a human to fish, you know, and then they'll be doing that. <laughs> they'll, be, they'll be feeding themselves and other people, you know? <laughs> metaphors are not in in my uh <laughs> mental range today <laughs> oh that was everything yeah. you guys know what i mean <laughs> but, oh, <yeah>. um, <laughs> did i say yeah. i'm glad i left my house today all right cool <laughs> like hella grateful for this opportunity yeah thankful for you thankful for this space and oh, i'm here i'm here i'll be here more often too for i'm trying to pull back up to the island because I know there's a lot of people who would love to hear some violin. Absolutely. If you're open to it, if you would like to, like, do you feel good about that, or do you oh, don't yeah. have you don't also don't oh, have yeah. to? No, it's a vibe. Like you, I'm just wondering what the logistics would be as far as playing. Because I'm just like plug and play. I just I don't know if it'll come through the microphone. It could come through the mic. Um, you could if you if you want to just go about. Is it electric? Mm-hmm. My okay. amp is right over there. I would just plug up and play okay. through my aux. Would it come? You to could the also you could also plug it in through here. I'm pretty sure. Um, All right, let's can see. we do that? Okay. Cool. 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 So I also just want to talk about in this time. So Dev had posted a video of him playing violin to a B2K song. Um, I had my stories going while I was driving. I wasn't looking, okay, so no one yell at me, but I heard it, and I was like, yo, is this stuff playing B2K right now? And I was like, wait, wait, 
and it got me so hyped. Like the amount of happiness that consumed me. Um, for those who don't know, like I was a very big B2K fan growing up. Like that was a very big part of my childhood, teenage years. So to hear that being played on violin also wasn't like one of the mainstream ones. It was called, uh, that's the reason why I love you, right? That's the yes. song that you listening. That that song, and I love that song. So I was screaming it on the top of my lungs while I was driving. I was like, oh my God, this is happening right now. So I was really, really excited um, to hear that. And uh, yeah, I'm excited for you guys to hear whatever is going to be played. So we're in the works right now. And. Yeah, I was like, you got a whole system, a yes. whole setup. Cool. But yeah. Also, you guys, I'll read to you. And that's it. Today's May 18th, right? No. What is it? Is it? Yeah, today's May 18th. Oh, so 19th. I'll read this to you guys after, but I just want to let you know for today. So this is a piece of mine that has like every day on it. It says, ill habits gather by unseen degrees. As brooks make rivers, rivers run to seas. I'm going to, I'm going to post up where I'll say it at the end. Either way. Um, that book hits every day. It's always like, I'll have the podcast come up and it'll be like, whatever it is. So. Mm. I'm going to slide this chair over here because I'm going to play standing. Okay. Oh, my bad, sis. Or sister trio. Thank you. 
people said it sounds sounded smooth like shea butter yo fatu i appreciate you <laughs> shout out everybody shout out all of y'all yo. <laughs> i appreciate all of y'all yo we on duality podcast y'all so i'm just uh just want to share that with my peoples i'm gonna catch y'all later more vibes coming soon Word. thank yo, you for that thank, yo thank you for that you just yo. bless this whole space and Everybody's on here. I love the fact that we're going to be able to, like, listen to this in the future. And then it's just like, okay, boom. Here's this awkward transition. But but <laughs> a transition into a, a masterpiece of what just happened. I'm like, I'll work on my transition. Nah, it's all yeah, good. It's and like, it's like, <laughs> I feel like if you would have done it in a different order, like, if I would have played per, played first and mm-hmm. then gotten to the podcast, it would have been a different vibe. But, like, I, felt, I feel, like, mad, like, connected and in alignment with myself, mm-hmm. so. Like, that performance was it felt gratitude. It, it nah, felt gratitude. It. And I believe that, you know, the way that energy works, that everybody who's listening, who will listen, will absolutely feel that and receive that message. It's like, you you just, like, you alchemized it and you brought it to the end of the podcast, like, full circle, exactly like what we were talking about, and then got to actually demonstrate it. Mm-hmm. You having joy for playing for yourself, and we're just witnessing it. We're just witnessing you playing for yourself because you chose those songs and you got mm-hmm. to like get into it for yeah. you. you Mad, know? Fun. <laughs> Mad fun. But, Mad fun. Yeah, Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, everybody who tuned in, and we will be back next week, Wednesday, ten thirty a.m. And I don't think I'm gonna be changing the time, so that's different. But maybe late night specials. So tune in. Have a great day. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Peace, y'all. Peace, y'all.